Killer Killer Podcast. KillerKellerOfficial.com. This is the sound of the Killer Keller Beatbox Body Part Sample Pack. Over 120 loops, samples, and one shots for your music production. Exclusively on Splice. Oh gosh, it's all the way down. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two behaviors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Killer Keller podcast. Serves you fucking right. This is the mighty Illaman. Now, for those of you who don't know who Illa Man is, he's one of my favourites. Bad Boy MC from the Northwest areas, Tomb Crew, to name a few. But we're going to break it down like this. How are you? I'm, I'm a bit hungover, if I'm honest with you, bruv. Yeah? But I'm all right. I'm good, mate. Was it all rave? All rave, mate. I was in yeah. Manchester last night, innit? Manchester. Yeah. yeah. Up in Manny at the, um, the Victoria Warehouse. Had a little bit of a dance. Drinking a grin. Yeah, drinking a grin, bruv. I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the uh, prep for a uh, for a gig at the moment for Illa Man? Varies, you know, bruv. Varies, man. Some star jumps. Star jumps, man. <laughs> man's getting older now, isn't it? So got to limber up before I go mental. Those ones that Madonna does, you know, where you'll put your hands in, in yeah. a circle. Um, Chinese men do a do a really cool thing backstage. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about it, but they do. <laughs> but they do like a really cool. Like, group thing. Oh, for real? Yeah, really nice. Everyone gets in a circle. You know, I've never done anything like that before. Yeah. So you get in a circle and you say a few words and it's cool. But yeah, mate, just a fucking, normally a little shot of something, just mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? Get a bit of Dutch courage and that. And mm-hmm. just, yeah, star jumps, a shot. This yeah. ain't nothing new to you, though, because, like, no. you know, we've, we've come up through the ranks together and we've crossed paths many different intervals. Yeah. Um, uh, more recently with, with our collaborations, but... Yeah, you've you've been quite the uh, figurehead of the UK scene in terms of self sufficiency. Oh, as I like an MC. that. I like that, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you know I'd mean? agree with that. Um, foreign beggars, mm-hmm. family, <laughs> yeah, gang, gang. But gang, you've gang. also been like, you know, you knocked about in the, in different genres, didn't you? Mm. Early doors. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm a, a music slut, bruv. No, I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, um, I've yeah started out doing metal. Yeah. And I'm very bad with the years. But I was 16, 15, 16. Yeah. Went to Northwest Minister Community School in mm-hmm. Paddington. Mm-hmm. Met some wonderful guys. You know, I had this very fucking mixed bag of friends I had the rude boys from the estate who were like Versace Reebok Classics mm-hmm. Averexes you know fucking Arachis and then I had the grungy skater mates who were like long hair mm. skateboards blue bolt jeans mm-hmm. chains with a wallet on it do you know what yeah. I mean like, the way I'd, to be yeah yeah I had yeah, exactly <laughs> the balance I, exactly I had this this real mad mad balance of friends so I was into garage and, and jungle I was into jungle mm. heavily into jungle and uh, got into garage, but yeah, it was, I was into that. So I was like, I was in between this group of friends, but it was cool because I got on with everyone, you know. And um, yeah, my uh, my uh, skatery mates were like, you know, let's let's go and find a rehearsal room. And no, they went and found a rehearsal room because they as were, a band. No, we, we weren't a band. Yeah, they we, they weren't a band. They were just like we were all just mates. Yeah, and they, yeah. you know, they wanted to. They were learning instruments. Rolly, mm-hmm. love you, and. Uh, yeah, he was learning the bass. My my mate Jim, rest in peace. He was learning guitar, playing a bit of drums. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Ray, really, another good friend, I went to nursery with. 
he was learning guitar. He was into Oasis and stuff like that. Yeah. Jim was into like corn, Limp Biscuit. Rolly was into like the heavier stuff, you know, mm -mm -mm. Uh, Machine Head. Go. Uh, what's the other band? I forget the name of them now. Anyway, like Lamb of God. That heavy, like, oh, yeah. Hello. So, yeah, yeah, they were all into all this different stuff. And um, they, I was emceeing a bit at the time. I was doing, like, little radio things, like, picking up the phone. Yeah, I'll type the two, one, three, yeah. <laughs> you know, them yeah, ones. Yeah. Uh, before there was internet and, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Instagram and, tech and tweeting and whatnot, it was all, like, yeah, yeah. two rings for the reload. Like, you know what I mean? So, the phone pops twice. you got to reel up the tune. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, Golden. Yeah. Them, them days. So, yeah, I was emceeing a bit. I weren't really writing bars, so to mm. speak. I was kind of just copying Skibar. And, and, and well, I couldn't really copy Deck because he's like, not very easy to... Remember that MC Debt? Oh, like, oh, you couldn't really combo. These, these two combos. Yeah, was... mate. Them two together on a Brocky set was nuts. I used to love that. Oh, dude, I remember that. Brocky I remember Depp. that. I used to have tapes of Brocky. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, love that stuff, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, little JVC tape player and that. So yeah, I was, I was into that stuff, and we were all mates, obviously. And they were like, "Yo, we're gonna like, we're gonna go and book this rehearsal room by the skate park down in West. You know, the Westway skate park. That's right. Yeah. Excuse me, chicken. The Westway Skate Park. And uh, yeah, they used to skate there and they found us rehearsed because the walk back to Rolly's house, he lived on the, on the Amberley Estate in Warwick Avenue. So the walk back to his house, excuse me, they found the um, the rehearsal room. So yeah. they like, popped in there and obviously, you know, them days you could smoke inside. Uh -huh, you know. uh -huh. But basically it was a spot for us to take booze and weed into and like smoke and drink and fuck <laughs> up. Enough, yeah. So them guys booked in, they were like, yo, come down and have a jam. And we had a jam, man, and it was fun as fuck, you know. I'd never really interacted with guitars and live instruments before because I was only like 15, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they were like, they were doing something different. But I was a bit like, oh, all right, this is cool. And they were like, try some shouting, try some like, you know, and I was like, ah, and I couldn't do it, you know, because there's a technique to screaming and stuff. So I was just like emceeing over yeah. the heavy stuff, you know? Yeah. There's a real technique to it. It took me years to like stop my throat from bleeding when I screamed. It was crazy. I'm going to circle back on this because yeah. I find that very interesting. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. The yeah, whole man. vocal thing. Totally, <laughs> dude. Yeah, oh yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, them days, them days. So I started out doing that, you know, and then we formed a band and we did some gigs. We did a battle of the bands. Our first gig was at the garage in Highbury Nisleton. Wicked. Yeah, played a battle of the bands, nine bands. What year was that? <sighs> I want to say 2006, yeah. but it might have been seven, 2004, right. maybe even before. Oh, mate, my brain is so yeah, bad yeah, for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> um, nah. Um, so yeah, it was around then, and um, we played downstairs. It was the you know, and you know, I've gone in there now, and some of the stuff I've obviously gone on to do has been enormous. But mm. when we first walked in that room, we were like. This is massive. Yeah. Whoa, we're gonna be on that stage. It's kind of overwhelming. So we had a really big group of friends, man, and we like we invited everybody. Like my mum came, you know, all the everyone came. Like my mum's mm -hmm. a bit of a raver. She came down. I think my grandmother even came and she them days she was doing tequila and all that with all my mates. Yeah, and that was on the wave, bro. <laughs> yeah, my nan's been to gigs, bro, and I've been looking for her and I'm like, yo, where's my nan? And my mate's gone, ah, she's at the bar with Des. Trying to get my name waved, but yeah, so um, so yeah, you know, we bought like honestly, there must have been like two, three hundred people there for us, mm. and it was our first ever gig, man. And we won this competition, you know, and we were like, Congrats. and then we were just like some little stoner kids that like got mash up, you know, and yeah. we've done this competition, and we were like, wow, being on stage is cool, bro. Yeah, I yeah. like this, shit. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, we formed a band, and yeah, we were together for nine years, so I started out doing that mm -hmm. basically, and then obviously, you know went on to do many, many other things and 
What was, the, what was the jump? What was the jump between that? You know, how did you how did you raise your profile uh, on that? It's a bit of a sad one. Okay. Our guitarist passed away, <clears throat> Jim. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, indeed. You absolute legend. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he passed away, and uh, you know it was a really tough time for us all. Like really difficult. Didn't really know because that that point we were kind of we had management and we had like lawyers about and we were negotiating with labels. We were talking to Relentless at the time. Mm -hmm. a guy called Shabs, I think his name was. He just signed so solid. I think again it's mm -hmm. a bit. But anyway, we were in talks with uh, with Virgin and Relentless because I think Relentless was a subsidiary of of, um, of Virgin. Or anyway, <laughs> so we were literally like in the in the label headquarters, like having meetings with them, like trying to work out because yeah. We'd ha we'd mixed this 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 garage MC hip hop metal drum and bass thing, and it you know it really worked. When we found our feet, we like mixed all these stars together. So labels were like, "Whoa, this is cool. This is something different." And what was it? What was the name of the? Flicked was the name of the band. Yeah. So yeah, obviously when Jim passed away, you know it kind of it, it threw us, you know, pretty pretty fucking heavily. And um, we played a gig with a band called, I mean, th there's loads of little events and to be honest, my brain, like, I try and piece them all together sometimes, but yeah. We, yeah, played, yeah. we played with a band called Downset anyway, two shows. And Downset were a band from LA and the bass player was, uh, the bassist was connected to Cypress Hill. Oh. He was mates with Muggs right. from Cypress Hill. So he, I think he used to play with the bass lines on all the Cypress Hill shit. Hello. Wicked. Or he played some bass lines on some type of stuff. Mm. Anyway, he, you know, so we were, like, these dudes, man, we like we supported them and they loved our shit. We were like, yo, this is wild. This <laughs> nice, is proper yeah. British with this crazy, you know, it's got raps in it. You know, and I've heard a lot of metal with rapping in it. Yeah. And it's not, you know, the rappers aren't normally very good. They're yeah, a I mean, bit cheesy and yeah. their flows aren't very, you know, it's very on the button. You know, yeah, their flows right. where I was, I was a bit skippy and yeah. fucking, you know, because of the garage and drum and bass thing. I was just like, that's all over the, you know, the beats. So they loved it. So, um, he connected me with Muggs from Cypress Hill through my manager at the time. And she he sent us a load of beat CDs over. So I started recording <laughs> on these beats. Yeah. And then, you know, Jim passed away and I was like, you know, and that's how I got right got into writing to beats. I see. But, you know, because I'd never been I'd never been I'd never been given instrumentals before. Hmm. You know, it's a very different process writing to, mm. to someone put a beat on you, you loop it. Mm, the beats mm. on, you can sit there for five hours penning. But with the band, it was yeah. like we had six hours. No, we had four. We used to book it for four hours, and sometimes we had six hours yeah. if we were, if we had a bit extra cash because obviously we were young, we were <laughs> broke. Mm. I mean, a few of us were working. I wasn't working at the time. Rolly and Ray were working. I think Jim might have been as well. So we were all, you know. Anyway, and um, getting, you know, obviously we, I couldn't be like, yo, just play that drum loop for three hours while I write a rap. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo. No, bro, you know. So. Yeah, I'd never really written to beats before, so it was certainly for me. So that's how I moved into writing to beats. And uh, unfortunately, nothing ever came of the, the mug stuff. To be honest, I wasn't very, I was I was good, but I wasn't very good. Do you know what I mean? If, if, I'd, have, if I'd have jumped on the mug's beats now, yeah, yeah. he'd have been like, fuck, man. But you know, I was good. But was you were good. cutting your chops on some heavy duty beats. Exactly, you, you know, <laughs> thrown in at the deep end, literally, yeah, man. man. It's like, you know, have some of that. So that was how I got into writing to beats. And then just realized I really enjoyed that too. Mm. And I recorded like fucking Ooh. 30 songs, man, for these mugs. Like maybe maybe about 25 songs for this mug stuff. And that's wow. how I got into writing to writing to beats, yeah. I had this little studio in Kentish Town I used to go to. The guy used to give me weed. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, circling um, yeah, back around the vocal thing, because obviously within that time, that like incubation, but you was going through like 
defining things and sounds. Mm. Um, defining um, sounds and how you project your voice and shit mm. like that. Like, how influential was that more aggressive sound of like the heavier side of thrash? Mm. How was that? When you say influential to me, yeah, like with your voice, not at all. Because really I didn't like, it. didn't like it. What's the, what's the technique that you have to have with, with the, that kind of vocal? Well, it's because I didn't know. I had no idea. I used to just shout yeah. as aggressively as I could. And it was just like, you know, ah, you know, I, there was no, I wasn't directing my voice. Yeah. I wasn't projecting any sound. You know, yeah. I was just like, I was shouting. Yeah. Just shouting as loud as I possibly could. And yeah. I was hurting my throat. And there was times I was coughing up blood in the studio, you know, because I'd like rip bits. Or, you know, I'd like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, we had a, we did a Metal Shit. Hammer tour in 2009. Mate, the dates are so blurry. But we did a Metal Hammer tour anyway. Yeah. And my manager at the time, Joe, she was like, you need to go and get vocal lessons. Or you need to go and speak to somebody about your voice, like how to use it. Because you're going to do, it was 29 shows. And yeah, yeah. yeah. and you so, just haven't worked the technique out. she was just like, you're going to lose your voice, you know? And I was like, nah, I'll be all right, you know? Little, little rebellious young me just like now nah, yeah. I'll drink some beer and I'll be fine yeah you know and she was like no you need to go and and, and you know, I've got you guys on this tour you have to go and do uh, some vocal coaching so I went and did that and uh <laughs> very funny walked into <laughs> this room and it was this little old lady I cannot remember what area it was in it was in Maidaville somewhere yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I've walked into this house <laughs> and there's this little old lady sat at a piano She's like, hello, yeah, yeah, yeah. sit down. Yeah, I've been there, dude. I know this one. Sit down, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Play me some of your music. <laughs> you know, put it on. She's like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. so, and then um, she said, all right, cool. So can you hit these notes? She played some notes on the piano. She's like, try and hit, hit these notes. and Using that voice? Using, well, no, uh, sorry. So she's using my normal voice, right. you know, just like, so I was doing, I can't make comment the bloody notes now, but yeah, she was like, when you project your voice, can you feel in the back of your teeth the sound? You know how you're doing it? And I was like, I can feel like a reverberation, like mm. a real, I can feel like pressure, you know, yeah. uh, you know, like yeah, yeah. from, from That's right. doing it different ways. So um, she was like, basically what you need to learn to do is just project it outwards. And from here, obviously, you know, yeah, okay. and project it outwards rather than, you know, open your mouth more and get it, get the sound out. So I was like, I didn't really make sense to me at the time, mm. but I, tr you know, I, I practiced a lot. Yeah, obviously rehearsing up to the gig and just started thinking about how I was projecting my voice more, and then you know ended up learning how to scream. Yeah, you know, without straining my 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 throat, and my vocal yeah. cords and whatnot. And yeah, it was great. I didn't lose my voice. That's once. amazing. Twenty nine dates and I not one. You know, one. forty minute sets every night. Had two days off, maybe three days off. But yeah, you know, and didn't lose my voice once, man. I often wondered, like, you know, the cannibal corpses or the Barneys of Napalm in mm. the world, how they keep that voice. Yeah, it's like, crazy. The same. Um, I know you hear stories of like vocalists that don't touch a drop no. after the show, you know, yeah, yeah. and they just have to go away. But I guess it depends on the kind of music you're doing, doesn't it? I, I have found that over the years, boozing after a show does have quite a profound effect on my voice and the strain of it. Really, you know, if really? I've done a really, if I've done like a two-hour set, you know, emceeing, yeah, and then get off stage and have, a, you know, have a drink. I yeah. do feel that if I, the days when I don't drink, I definitely feel 
not as you know, it's not as tight. It's tight. Yeah. Tight. 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 Tight to those pop concerts. Tight. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but you know, can't help it. Sometimes mm. that bottle of Jack Daniels is eyeing me up. <laughs> yeah. The blessed ones are when you only got the one show. And yeah. You know, you've not got the nine until the next weekend. Just get in there, mate. Get on it. So yeah, you know, it's been a very interesting, fun, weird, sad, happy journey like a lot of people mm. you know but um, yeah. I feel like it's led me to to now yeah totally feeling, feeling good mate and then the whole Toon Crew thing yeah how did I get into Toon Crew Nick from Toon Crew hit me up on MySpace I was emceeing I was mm. doing stuff with the Urban Nerds guys see and this is how I came into introduction to this because yeah. the Urban Nerds they're like a big promotions company out here in Elton London James Elton yeah. Mark yeah good boys and Rompa that's it, that's the ones. Yeah. Um, and your name kept on coming up in circles around that and the Tomb Crew thing and the whole, mm. I don't know, it felt like a... Because at that time, the, the, the Urban Nerds, they were quite the, the... They were rival to some of the other promotions, your Doctor's Orders and your Kung Fu's. They were, but they were yeah. coming through on like a new... Yeah, it was very... It was a new... It was a new kind of lineup because they'd put people like Task Force on stage with... Boy, better know exactly. They'd put you know, Benga on with yeah. you know, yeah, they'd put UK hip hop acts on with you know, and it was, yeah, it, the lineups were always really sick. I found some old flyers actually, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, on online a couple months ago, and there was one New Year's one, and it was sick. It was like, you know, Skepta, yeah, yeah, Flux yeah. Pavilion, Close One, Me, Flirty D. You know, mad, just crazy yeah. mad lineups. Yeah, really but they're, they're, those big events that they used to do were always the. I did a, I did a carnival one. I think I remember them. that. Yeah, I remember that, bro. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, man. Um, yeah. So yeah, got. I was doing stuff with Close One because Close One became my live DJ for my hip hop stuff. He's a bad man. He's an absolute. He used bad to do man. Spit Kingdom as well. Hold tight, you. Big shout, guys. absolute legend. Yeah. I still speak to him. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like my family, that is. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So, yeah, he was DJing for me, doing the live show. And then, I, yeah, how we got in, in with Urban Nerds, I can't bloody remember exactly. But, yeah, it just all kind of happened all really organically, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the Urban, I was doing the Urban Nerds things. And then, Tomb, I think Tomb Crew must have played at one or we'd, we'd encountered each other. And, yeah, Nick hit me up on MySpace and was like, you know, we're looking for an MC. Are you up for it? And I was like, fuck yeah, you know, go and do some gigs, get some money. Mm, mm, so I mean, in them yeah. days I was broke, bruv. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I was just like, yeah, I need some money, bruv. Like, I wasn't even thinking about the gigs. I was yeah. just like, I need some pee, bruv. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so yeah, and then joined Tomb Crew, which was bloody amazing. You know, yeah. I had a really good run of a good few years with them. I had some yeah. really great releases on Trouble and Bass. Um, oh, excuse me, mate. Just had some chicken wings. Yeah. Just from up the road. Just to like bully the hangover. Chicken chicken cottage crew. Yes. I'll tell you. I'll um so yeah, we had a load of black butter, black butter records, black butter records released. You know, we had a really big single with them, watch this, with Ruby Dan and Juxy D. <laughs> so that was sick. Yeah. yeah, had loads of really cool releases with them, did a load of shows and then played some really cool festivals. Yeah. Um I feel yeah, Tomb Crew was like my I started doing a lot of bigger bigger things with them. It was the first time I'd really travelled quite intensely and been to Europe and seen parts mm. of, you know, the world that I never thought I'd see. Like, we went to some really cool places. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was an epic little journey with them. Yeah. What's the... Um, 
what's the influences like what kind of what what's your sensibilities in terms of your preferred rapper like your oh. MCs I oh, know I'm gonna oh, throw it out there mate <laughs> asking me that shit, yeah like cause you know you're, you're so versatile as a host as an MC as an art recording artist mm. I know it's gonna be hard for you to answer cause especially with the genres yeah. but there's gotta be some heads that you put on in those particular instances oh I mean like I, I grew up listening to Method Man that uh -huh. was the, you know uh -huh. Method Man for me was the guy bruv uh -huh. you know? he was he was flawless on every release to me you know around that, that era uh, his, his first two albums, Takao, yeah, Judgment Day, the Wu Tang albums. It was always meth in it. Like, yeah, yeah, meth. Yeah, got into Ghostface a lot later. But yeah, so meth Buster was like a big influence. Buster man, because flows in it. I was just like, yo, this this guy is like. Every time he comes on, you're like, Ooh. did you ever see the art of rap doc? No, I didn't. I, I just, need to. Oh, it, Buster's not on it. Oh, Neither is Faramunch. Oh, that's ridiculous. He's another one. Another one, yeah. He's another one. Um, so, yeah, uh, from the US, it was them guys. From the UK, I always loved Black Twang. Because mm. I just like, you know, how he just literally was British. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, just spoke. Like, He's like the Nas of Britain. He was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was. And that, that was, you know, it was Task Force, obviously, Chester and Farmer, Salute. Mm -hmm. Uh, skinny, obviously, you know, big fan of Scrine. Scrine, dude. Yeah. Scrine is a Don Alta Ed smashing yeah, yeah, it yeah. in Hollywood and that fam. Yeah, he's on that. that. He's on that right now. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. probably laying on a yacht somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Probably only be getting this. Chilling. Yeah. He I'm probably like, ain't I'm got Wi-Fi. I'm gonna at you, Scrine. He's on an island with no Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, Scrine. Obviously, the beggars were like a massive, massive, you know, inspir mm. inspiration and influence. You know, when I first heard Pav. Um, Orifice, mm. I was just like, what? The, what? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I heard Metropolis. I was like, yo, these, Are these guys, two? like the balance, like content, yeah, flows, yeah, beats. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, Dag Nabbit was a don. Yeah, yeah, dude, totally. So yeah, Beggars, obviously. Yeah. Big fan of Rams mm. and Bad Bones as well. He's ridiculous. And Double Edge, man. You know, Double, Double Edge, Edge yeah. I was, you know. We were just talking about him. Yeah, he's full yeah. of madness. Before I was in problem child with him and Dabla, I was a super fan of Double Edge. Mm. You could go look back on old Double Edge freestyle videos and my comments are there like seven, eight years ago. Yo, no like, way. Yo, mate, yes. You know, like, yeah. So Edge again was, you know, so there was a lot of UK guys, but it was like, yeah, the Mefs, the Nazis, the Mob mm. Deeps, the Capone Noriegas, the Boot Camp, Helter Skelter, I was a big fan of them. Yeah, do you, remember, do you remember that Smith & Wesson album? That first Smith & Wesson album? Ah, uh, what was it called? Shining. I, Shining. Ridiculous, bro. I heard that the other day on at the chip shop yeah. in Brixton. And I was like, that, um, um, it goes, boo, 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 yeah, yeah, boo, boo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, that tune, yeah, dude. That was with Boogie, right? Yeah, yeah old type Boogie as well. Yeah, Big yeah. Up, man. Yeah, that's yeah right. I saw him at Boomtown with uh, speaking of Pharaoh Munch, with Pharaoh Munch about three years ago. And Pharaoh come up to me, was like, yo, man, your flows are ill. And I was like, what? Really you know what? Go to, just go home. Yo, it's <laughs> Pharaoh Munch, bro. Just you know, go home. Yeah, I was gassed. Speaking of Boogie, Boogie Blind, Boogie, man, you yeah. see his set, his DJ yeah, set. Is absolute legend. Boogie Blind's DJ set is sick. Yeah, he up, throws yeah. him out there like some old it. school stuff and new school. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, like, you mm. know, the, the obvious ones. And then, yeah, there's like nine for me yeah. was, I was really into nine. Oh he was God, before yeah, yeah. DMX and he had that yeah. gruff voice and he, he, he done a lot of stuff. He done that tune with Smooth the Hustler. Yeah, that's Make or take, banger. Smooth the Hustler. Sick. Sick. 
broken language. Oh my god, Jesus. Dan, Dan. I get goosebumps even talking about that. Me too, me too, bro. Me too. So yeah, you know, all them. You know, there was so many, weren't there? You know, Killer Priest was Killer Priest was another. Yeah, yeah. Oh mate, there's so many. With the nines of the of their day, and I guess maybe even ODB, Mr. Cow, DMX. ODB. The aggression that comes out of their voices, that, that's having a renaissance in New York at the moment. Yeah. Ain't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, man. I've been listening to this really sick guy from New York called Conway. Conway? <sighs> no, heard it. He's like, it's that raw New York, like, pretty sure he's from New York, man. I'm sure he's from New York. Oh, check that out. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll show you some of his bits. He's yeah. sick. Yeah. He's on that, like, murder rap shit, <laughs> mob DP. But just clever punchlines, yeah, sick beats. See. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it's back, man. New York's back. Mm. It feels like it anyway. Like mm. for a while, it went a little bit. You know, some of the ASAP guys went a little bit kind of, you know, a bit. South. Yeah, you know, I like the creativity of that stuff, man. You know, because I I know what I'm like in the studio. I don't really give a shit. Like, yeah, you just get it together and do it or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. You know, I think it had to go through all that. Don't mm. get me wrong, they're sick. But mm. I, I wasn't particularly a massive fan of that style of stuff. Like Joey Badass, have you heard him? Yeah, he's sick. Great. Yeah, so he's from New Dave York. Dave East. Yeah, Dave East is dope as well. So yeah, loads of influences, man. Like, you know, a lot. Mm. A lot of influences. And these were all guys I was listening to religiously. I always had a headphone in. Like, So when it came to me writing and being a lyricist, I took inspiration from a lot. Yeah. You know, like, you know, tried to be deep and a bit scientific with it sometimes, mm. the killer priesty type, you know, and then but then have that sick flow of meth, but then try throw some buster in there, but then be British like Black Twang and Task yeah. Force and you know what I mean? So there was all these these really great voices in my head which in, inspired me, I like to think. Ain't it funny that And then the garage thing. Yeah, yeah, and then the D and B thing. And then the D and B yeah. thing, you know, so I had that in the back of my mind yeah. always, you know, remembering Skibber. Move with my DJ. Oh, that was Because you do have that flow. It's funny, isn't it? How you're, um, the people that have the most influential voices, because your voice is very distinctive, mm. but your influences are so broad, but you, the influences you're talking about ain't actually in reference to what you sound like. Yeah. I think it's just the adaptation. You know, I always think, like, what would Kurt Cobain, who did Kurt Cobain, who, he's influenced by all sorts of people, mm. but can you imagine being Kurt Cobain and not having a Kurt Cobain in your life? That's a yeah, mad one. Yeah, that's a mad one, that, isn't it? So I just came into my head. But that is a mad one, isn't it? A little bit of brain food for you there. Yeah. Something to think, think about. about that. Think about that. Who do your idols idolise? Think, think about that. <laughs> yeah, who do your idols idolise, fam? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, problem child. Problem child. Dabla, double edge, me, some guy. That must be mad suddenly working with double edge and being like... I was gassed, bro. Yeah, yeah. Straight gassed. Yeah. They sent. I'd obviously known some guy who's the producer. Hold tight, him. Philippines in the house. Happy oh, belated birthday. Even more belated by the time this comes out. In it. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, tight. Hold tight. All anyway. your birthdays, man. Happy birthday forever, bro. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> doing words. so uh, yeah. So they sent me a tune to feature on, which was I believe it was all day long off the Confessions of a Normal Human Being album. If you haven't heard it, go have a listen. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> They sent me that beat. It was either that or Sheep. I think they sent me them both. And it was like jump on one of these. And uh, I was like, wow, this is mm. metal. It's like some 140 BPM. Oh, right. Crazy shit. Oh, nice. I had not heard Double Edge on something like that. Mm. So I was like, raw. 
I got to come with my A game, mm. and it was 32 bars as well. No 16s, 32s. See you know what I mean? So I was like, boy, I got to like. Bit of time to settle in there. Yeah, I got to really get the, the, the pen right for this yeah. one. So I uh, jumped on it, smashed it. Thank you, writing gods, mm. for blessing me that day. Smashed <laughs> it, like absolutely smashed it, sent it back to them, they loved it. And then. And then, yeah, I was just like, no, do you know what? This isn't enough. Really? I want what? in. Really? I want to be in this group. Because yeah. I wasn't. Because it was Edge, Dabla, and some guy. They'd already formed Problem Child, and they were trying to like get more tracks together. Got on this feature, and I just phoned up. We always forget this, and it's it's me and Dabs and some guy. Like, who was who's, who's, I think it was some guy. I yeah. called him up, and I was like, yes, bruv. I want in. I want to be in Problem Child, bruv. Like, what are you saying? And he's like, what do you mean? Like, what, you want to jump on? I was like, no, I want to be in this group. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. I think it works. How do we made this happen? I was yeah. like, I think it works. And yeah. he was like, yeah, 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 you're right. Let me just phone Dabs. Or maybe Dabs phone, no, Dab, no, some guy phoned Dabs and I think Dabs was like shopping somewhere, like in Tesco. She's like, I'm just going to ring Dabs, I'll ring you back. So I'm like, sat there. <laughs> Yeah, might yeah, be part yeah. of a rap group. <laughs> I've never been in a rap group before. Like, yo, this is dope. So then, uh, some guy bailed me back and was like, "Yeah, man, they love the idea. You're in. No, Going to send you another beat now." I, was oh, like, I love oh, it I, when that happens. Yeah, I love it. So I put the phone down and then I, 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 I was like, Fuck, "I'm in a rap group, bro." Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'd always been a rapper and always listened to rap groups, and but then I was like, "Wow, I'm in a." And you with peers that you spar with and inspired who by. Sick. Yeah. You know. Dabla is a genius. Mm. Flows. Some uh, some guy. Beats. Genius. Yeah. Edge. Genius. So I was like, yeah, sick. Wow, this is going to make me step my game up. I was on my way to Manchester to do a show with Zed Bias at a festival called... I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, this was a good few years ago. Anyway, so you had cops on the train. Train was ram out. Yeah. You know, that, that Manchester Friday like, rush hour thing. Yeah. Luckily had a seat. Hey, yeah. And then the email come through like 20 minutes into the journey. So like, this business dude sat opposite me there. This chick sat next to me there. I don't know. I can't remember who was sat there. But I remember the business dude. So I was like, you know what I mean? Like I'm there yeah. in my hood. Like, mm. Whatever, like a bit lean. I'd wonder Zoot before I got on the train. So I was just a bit like, mm. Mm -hmm. got this beat come through. It was Sheep. I don't know if you've heard, if you've listened to no, the no, album. No, no, no. I'll play it to you after. Yeah, but definitely. it's a tune called Sheep right. and the beat is nuts, mate. Like, I, I don't know what it was. It's just loud and like a bit obnoxious and aggy and the bars and I was like, raw. I just was, I was on the train like, oh, gassed. Yeah, 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 and yeah, I remember yeah. them looking at me thinking, this guy's you know, tapped in their head. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I wrote the bars on the train to Manchester. That was the second Perfect tune. timing. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, it just it, right. it grew from that, and it just you know then just started going to some guy's studio, like. And where's that based? He's in Harrow. Harrow. Every yeah. Tuesday, we used to go and do sessions. Yeah. Studio session Tuesdays. So yeah, it just went, and uh, I'm from the band thing. I'm you know I learned how to write very quickly because mm -hmm. like I said about the looping thing, just my brain had to work really quick. So if I liked a loop or something, they were doing a riff or whatever, I had to be like, yeah, right, good, yeah, yeah. I have to get the idea now because I can't be like, he'll play that for four hours. Yeah, yeah. Quick. So yeah, <laughs> so I was I went and spent a lot of time with some guy and uh, during the day we'd, I'd go and I'd, I'd do like four or five ideas with him. You know, he'd, just, he'd start making beats and I'd just quickly write the bars and put them down. Oh, bash, so yeah. all the songs were kind of formed with me and him because I was just on it, bruv. Yeah. You know? I was just like, yo, I want to come around and make music like 
let's get this album done. So we got the album done and it came out and it, it did well. We rushed it a bit, to be honest. We could have taken our time a bit more, but um, just eager to get it out. Yeah. So it was a bit of a rush job. But uh, yeah, we shot some really cool videos and put it out there and it was really well received. Everyone was yeah. like, "Raw, this group's sick. You lot yeah. are sick. Blah, 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 blah. Videos, man. I the videos. Yeah, the videos were cool, man. Yeah. They were really cool and it were, they were really fun to do. And um, yeah, we did a load of really cool shows. And I mean, I hope, I'd like to think we'd do something again, but, you know... We're Door's all... open then? The door is open, yeah. I think, you know, Edge is, Edge is you know, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Mm. All good stuff, but yeah. he's, he's just a busy man. Doesn't I don't think he has much time for music at the moment, so... Which is a shame because, you know, I'm always like, yo, man, come on, please yeah, rap. Yeah, yeah. Like, like any time I'm with him, I'm like, just rap. Can you just rap for me? Like, just yeah, do a yeah. rap, do a bar. And he just goes off the head and I'm just like, mate, please come studio. Mm -mm. G. But yeah, so the door's open. Like, we just dropped that, well, I say just, we dropped that single with Beggars, innit? Yeah. The What do, You Want yeah, thing. Yeah. With Ramesh, Ranganathan, the whole tight him, very supportive, sick guy. I mean, yeah, and then, then we're going to this, this chapter which is the, the whole foreign beggars the, the more because you, you do a lot of solo stuff as well yeah like stuff you was doing with amy you know um d scott mm. um i'll tell you yeah man like sister yeah, yeah believe man. awesome and uh yeah the, this whole foreign beggars thing it just fires such a natural match some of these shows and features mm. you was doing it's like it really felt like an organic bridge into like yeah. their world huh? it was man mm. it was and I was absolutely honoured and a bit shocked to be asked to do those shows you know because mm. you know obviously you know Pav you know he, he was he was he couldn't get to a couple of the shows for one reason or another and yeah I got asked to do them and I was like, wow, man, like, <laughs> you want me to step in Pav's shoes and be on stage in front of, you know, thousands and thousands of people and represent beggars for an hour? But I can't think of anyone better to do that. Ah, mate, thank for you. Real. Thank you. Like, I know we talked about this and it's quite, it's yeah. one, one, one thing that we, we mentioned last time we was together was, was <clears throat> the beggars' relentlessness mm. and um, tenacity to kind of, keep evolving and doing it's, it's yeah. become an institution you know what i mean like the way mm. they connect with different new acts but still represent the heritage and the kind of currentness of what's going on they're yeah. really in the center of it all they are um and yeah i think one of the things that holds strong to you in, in a similar identity is like because you cross pollinate your stuff in genres mm. work with different people always hosting do you know what i mean yeah so that's why i can see it i'm always up to something exactly yeah yeah, I mean. yeah, no, yeah, man. It was it was ridiculous. It was incredibly fun, and it it helped me grow. And I like I, I like to think it helped them grow, and it you know everyone got something really positive from it. I mm. think, which was great. And now we have this very incredible relationship, you know, where they're literally like family now. Mm -hmm. And I remember sending them a message, you know, on MySpace, bruv, like asking them to you know how how can we how can I collaborate with you? How like you know and to now be like family is mm. it's, it's wonderful man life holds many surprises bruv yeah how's that work because like i can't remember myself doing it although i have no doubt whatsoever that that i did and at the time you're just working on pure like synergy and, and presumption that it's just gonna find it's you're gonna find your way mm. but what, what, what are we thinking when we're just like posting off to myspace or posting off saying hey work with me mm. there's you there's literally no proof other than the right words in the way you type it and how yeah. you can 
it's like it's, it's quite a long shot, isn't it? When you think about it, it really is, man. I, you know, I hit up quite a few people back then. I remember hitting up Ty mm. for some advice. It's mm. just like, is there anything you know? Because mm. I was, I was literally just starting out. I was on my own. I was just like, I need to get people to hear my music. And what's, you know, what's a good way to get shows? I really want to gig and all. The, so yeah, I just, yeah, man. I just what kept you going. Up. What kept me going? Yeah. What was the what was the tenacity of like? Fear of going mad, bruv. You know, fear of being overwhelmed by my thoughts and my creativity and fear of like... It was a coping mechanism for, hmm. for Jim, you know. It was it was very uh, traumatic how he passed away and I was with him at the time. Hmm. It, was, it was the most difficult thing I've ever endured in my life. Hmm. It was very difficult. Uh, you know... My, I essentially saw my best friend pass away. Mm -mm -mm. Wow. It, it was, it was, yeah, it was a dark time, mm. man. And literally, music kept me sane. Wow. It, yeah, it kept me like. It was a catalyst. Yeah, it just, I just found something that I was able to vent through and something that, you know, when I felt anxious or frustrated or depressed, I could go to it and do it, and I would feel all right for a bit. Mm. You know, and I was drinking a lot, taking a lot of fucking substances and, mm. you know. Another coping thing. Yeah, just partying, you know, just mm. like that era as well. There was a lot of raving going on. So mm. it was just like, I have one of them, have some of that. And, you know, it was dark, man, because that shit's not good. Mm -mm. You know, when you're down, the worst thing you can do is is party mm. and take, you mm -mm -mm. Know, take stuff and drink stuff and um, you put yourself in more of a hole. So, yeah, it was just like something that, lifted me up every time and and then when I started doing bigger things man and realising that you know I was you know I was getting the respect from some people mm. that I bloody respect you know and mm. those people inadvertently helped me you know listening to their music and you know then knowing that they were like oh this guy's He's good. He's all right, you know, yeah. Yeah, totally. he's all right. Like, yeah, yeah he's, he's got energy. Early he's, doors he's and they're bars. already invested. Yeah, yeah and, you know, you know, I've always had the support of these people. So mm. that that was another thing that kept me going because I was like, well, you know, all right. I made a little mark for myself mm. here. I might as well keep pushing. And I just enjoyed the the the, the travel and the, the world. And you know, I mean, getting to see parts of the world, bruv, mm. from from music. Like, mm. to me, that's, that was, that's the dream. Mm. Not signing to a label, not having loads of money, just being happy within yourself that you're... <coughs> being rich in the real sense. Yeah, you know, that music, something so organic from you mm -mm. translates to them, wherever they are. Something from fucking nothing. Something from fucking nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at <laughs> all. So yeah, you know, that was another thing that kept me going, bruv. And... uh yeah, just the excitement of what's next. Mm. You know what I mean? Because you know mm. how tough the industry is, mm. bruv. It's like, it's a horrible... <laughs> but like what you're saying is like, because um, cause I, I come from a, a background of, of, a, of a more kind of working class mm. um, area, part of the world. And, and, you know, I come from a village of like 3,000 people. Mm. It's like how to de de define yourself within that. It's mm. pretty easy, but you just want more. Yeah. Got to get out, and and I don't think you recognise the hustle of the music industry when there's mm. some another motivation behind you, yeah, yeah, driving you forward. Absolutely, you know, and maybe that was probably was the case. Yeah, you know, at that time. well, it was never. Yeah, you know, I just I've I've had to remind myself of it recently again, because you know, like there's there's highs and lows and with music, 
as always, mm. being a creative man, your brain's like, some days and other days it's like, Aah! and other mm. days it's like, Aah! you know, you never know what you're going to get some days. And I've just had to remind myself why I do it and why I started doing it. And that little young guy that started MCing, like, mm. I remember the buzz I got off of, you know, completing a lyric and putting it down and then doing it to a crowd and having a reaction. It weren't about the money then, because I weren't getting no money, you know? Mm. It weren't about money for 10 years, because I weren't mm. getting no money. I'm still not getting, like, money, do you know what I mean? Like, I get paid for a show now. Yeah, yeah. I ain't rich, bruv. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not... It's consistency. At least it gives you validation to keep going. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's just, like, cool, you know? Getting yeah. paid for your, you know, 14, however many years later. Mm. It's blessing it. It's yeah, good. mate. Yes. You know, I can't complain, really, yeah. bruv. Like, life's been weird, interesting, yeah. great, shit. Deep. But I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here. So, you know. Just right, got, what about your metal then? Just got Let's talk on. metal. Let's talk metal. What's your, what's your influences? Who's, your, who's, your, who's in your record? Pantera. Pantera. Phil, man. I yeah. love Phil. Yeah. Uh, I think one of my proudest moments was one of the reviews we got from Metal Hammer. And they were like, if you. If you crossed Phil Ansamo from Pantera, Al Sam, oh, I can never pronounce his second name right. Phil. Al Sam, um, Samo. Al, Al Salmo. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Phil from Pantera <laughs> with Roots Maneuver. Ooh, bro. does you know them good. ones? So yeah, that you know, I was like raw. So yeah, a little gasment there. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> um, Pantera. Um, I got into metal quite late. To be honest, I was never really into it. When I heard my mates listening to it, I used to be like, what is this devil music, bro? Mm -hmm. Fuck me, what's wrong with him, man? He's sad, bro. You know, so yeah, but I, you know, I was a big fan of the early corn stuff, early Limp Biscuit albums, uh, used to love a bit of Incubus, obviously the obvious ones, you know, the yeah. Slayers, yeah, yeah. the Megadeths, the, yeah. the ACDCs, you know. Um, yeah, really big fan of like Meshuggah, who were like, yeah, who are they? Black metal, like technical, crazy, like. Right. Where from? What states? No idea. Yeah, yeah oh, they're American. Yeah, yeah, they're from the states. Yeah, System of a Down, obviously, like of course, Lamb yeah. of God. Yeah. Uh, Sugar, like all those guys, man. Yeah. Um, and like Skindred, do you remember a band called yeah, Skindred? Yeah. From Wales, isn't he? Yeah, lead vocalist yeah. was called Benji. He heckled yeah. me once. <laughs> Benji, we will cross paths again. Yes. Nah, it's all good. He, he, he was bloody funny. But yeah, he heckled me. They're great me. bands. Yeah, they were sick. Vampire killer, man. Vampire killer. Yeah, yeah. Sick. So yeah, those guys. Um, yeah, that that was it. Was you know it was the new metal kind of era, and then I kind of went back on myself and discovered the older stuff. You know, mm. like the um, Coal Chamber mm. and mm. Uh, what was another band? It was a really cool band. Slipknot was sick. Dude. Slipknot was. sick. I was late to the Slipknot party myself. Slipknot was sick, yeah, mate. You know. You know the first album, first and second album, nuts. I saw them live twice, bruv. Oh, you seen them live? Oh, mate. Yeah. Like, I, see them I live. think the drummer's called Joey something. No, no, the vocalist is called Corey. The drummer's That's Joey it. something. That's yeah, it, yeah. Corey. So the drummer, the second show I saw them, they obviously, the first show I saw them, they were just in their boiler suits yeah. and their masks. And it was quite a low, not yeah. low budget, but it weren't as extravagant as the second show. The second show, it was fire, pyrotechnics. Things spinning in the air. Crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, and like, I think it was at Wembley I saw them actually. The drummer was strapped into a harness in a pentagram and through the song, 
he, it just, he started going up and turning. Shut And he up, was spinning, no. bro, while playing. Because he used to have the double kick from hell, man. Yeah, bruv. So yeah, you know, Slipknot. When I saw that, I was like, I was a fan of them, but I wasn't like, they're really cool. But when I saw them live, I was like, whoa. Mm, like, mm. These guys are serious. Proper. Saying that, our first ever gig, before Slipknot were even, no one had heard them, we, we had the boiler suits. We wore boiler suits on stage. Yeah. Yeah, with our like logo spray painted on the back. <laughs> Dude, I had a story, right? Um, and I could be wrong, you check the comments, mm. don't judge me, okay? But they were, uh, Rage Against Machine were doing one of their first shows over here. Mm. And after the first warm pack, they had, um, people come in and just kind of clear away the yeah. the set. Um, they were all in suits, uh, boiler kind of things, mm. and they were just putting all the decks, to, all yeah. the bits and bobs together. And then they literally just turned around and started fucking playing, all the camera, and it was fucking Rage. Wow. They were playing the, the backline guys. Rage. They literally, yeah, Rage the scene, fucking, and it went nuts. That's People didn't even expect them to come in. Yeah. yeah I mean, so sick, Rage, man. Tom Morello on guitar. He's in a Prophets of Rage, rage yeah, that yeah. I want to see that live. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean. Who's that? It's uh, Public Enemy, Chuck D in it. Yeah. And Cypress Hill. Be Real. Be Real. Zach De La Rocha. That's, Tom uh, Morello. No, Zach's not in it. Is he not? No. Oh. But it's, no, it's the rest of the, I think it's the rest of Rage, okay. the band. Sick. Tom Morello in it. Tom Morello's a genius. <laughs> Just tight up here, innit? Yeah. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah, 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 but he's like doing something with a with a with a bloody Swiss Army knife. I can't remember. I'll go YouTube it. And that's a threat. It's a threat when a, your, your guitarist is like using a knife to, to play his shit, bro. <laughs> bring fire out of it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Rage, rage. Obviously, you know. Saying that, we watched. We were chilling at home the other day, and we watched. I ended up putting one of their songs on, and we watched the whole whole concert every week. Always away. Sick. Always away. Yeah, because I'm doing a. I'm doing a band, another band thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Which kind of leads me into my next segue. What's up with that? Prav, who's drummed for many people, uh, played for Gentleman's Dub Club. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Times. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a few like, beggars, obviously, the beggars live thing, because he's the brother of um, Pav from yeah. Beggars. That's right. One of. One of four, I think there's four brothers, isn't there? Really? Yeah, and a sister. Big old family. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Prav, so it's Prav on drums and the miraculous, wonderful, tremendous, superb, fatty bass man <laughs> from Submotion Orchestra. And again, he's played with and for pff, everyone. Hmm. Really, really cool. Oh, wow. And myself. <coughs> and that is like... That is some high energy shit, bruv. Yeah, I bet. Punky, grimy. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, again, just like really organic thing. Fatty hit me up on Facebook. Never met. I'd met, I think I'd, we'd crossed paths, but I didn't really know him. Just got this message. Hey, man, like putting together this project. Your name's come up numerous times in conversation about yeah. it. I want someone that does heavier stuff with bars. With aggression? and with, Yeah, just like screamy shit again, like straight heavy stuff. And uh, would you be interested? And straight away, I was like, Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is, you know, I've really missed being in a band. Really miss it. I miss that energy and I miss doing the heavier stuff. It comes at the right time because I think that the, with the social climate being the way it is, mm. 
Like, I mean, we're not, it's not a hark back into punk era, but there is definitely like a, some aggression needs to get out. Oh, people, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. A million percent. Mm. Like we were saying earlier, man. Yeah. There's a lot of chips on shoulders. Yeah, man. It feels at the moment. There's a lot of tension. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I was obviously like, hell yeah, man. This sounds right up my street. I'd be honoured. And then did a little research into, into Fatty and was like, wow, this guy's like... Bad news and his stripes, yeah. mate. He's, he's serious, you know. I was very honoured. So yeah, doing that at the moment, which is really cool. Got some 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 great things to Don't announce. Be gigging. Yeah, nice. Got some festivals already. <coughs> oh, brilliant! We've been putting music out, great, right, yeah. which is wicked. Do you know what I mean? Totally we've been win, booked yeah. off the back of our names and what we've done. That's awesome. So that's pretty bloody exciting. Um, and yeah, man. So yeah, doing that. So yeah, Goldie Flux Pavilion. Foreign beggars, a consistent conveyor belt of like you jumping up and hosting yeah. with legends that you back in the day would have been like, well, fuck a duck. Can I believe I'm doing this now? 13, 14 year old me would have never, never believed that I would have been on stage with Goldie flying around the world, eating pizza in a little Italian <laughs> restaurant, sat opposite Goldie having a chat with him like, yeah, got a gig tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> all thanks to Pav, man, that happened. I went, a problem Shit. child, all playing at a festival in Iceland. Hold tight, Fred, Secret Solstice. Tight, Big Fred. up you, mate. Lovely chap. And uh, yeah, we were playing at this festival four days of daylight. It doesn't get, doesn't get dark. It's just like, just stays light. Oh, yeah. Them ones. Mad thing. I know, it's mad. Well, I tell you, mad thing. No wonder are. these people get depressed over there. Mad thing. They don't sleep. Mad thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we were playing that, got off the plane, still had my backpack on, me and the missus like trudging through, like let's go to the festival site and have a little look around. Uh, just heard drum and bass, you know. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember what tune it was, but it was a, it was a metalhead's tune. And I recognised, like, we're going there. Like, <laughs> marched over, beer. You know, we had the, because the guy that runs the festival is a really, really old good friend, like affiliated with the ATG guys and all that. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah so lovely. Um, family, family business. So we got well looked after. So... Yeah, just like rocked up. Pav saw me because he was hosting for Goldie. Yeah, man. You know, I can't do his voice. His voice yeah. is mad. Yeah, fucking, no one can do Pav's voice apart from Pav. <laughs> but yeah, he just heard his voice. Yeah, you know, come here. <laughs> you know, went round to the back of the stage and he's like, come, bruv, get, get up on the stage, man. Like, Love it. What? Love it. Like, come, come, bruv, take the mic, man. So, bruv, it's Goldie. And he's looked at Goldie. Obviously, Goldie's like, Goldie, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you don't want you on this set. Yeah, you don't know where you're treading when you jump on without him giving a nod. You're not getting thing. on his set, do you yeah. know what I mean? So he's looked over, and whether, I don't know, where, he just went, yeah, sweet. So I just went on, like, just, oh my God. Just jumped me and Pav back to back with Goldie, bro. Mad on drum and bass. So, like, he's, he's mixing this tune, and I've just, I was like, this is my moment, this is my moment. I'm going to do a mad boy. I'm coming some mad flow, like a raggery type. Mm -hmm. You know, gruff up the voice a bit, and i just done it, and he just started cutting. And he looked at me and went, fuck hell, you know, and Love I was like, oh, I'm gassing Goldie. Love it. And then obviously Pav, you know, and we just went back to back. And uh, yeah, just, you know, it began from that. Then got got his number. No, I think we had another encounter. And he recognised me and he was like, yeah, jump on again. And then we, we exchanged numbers. And he, yeah, I mean, he called me once at like half 10 in the night. Me and my missus were sat on the sofa watching... Mm -hmm. What we're watching, maybe Big Bang Theory. Mm -hmm. Love that show. <laughs> Bare people don't like it, man. It's like I love it. It's on a lot. That's what it is. Binge watch that show. Go. I've watched like 
it probably five Big or six country. times. I love it. Conrank says I look like the dude. Ah, <laughs> Sheldon Cooper. Oh shit! You look like yeah, yeah, shit. He shout me for that because it's true. He always says. I'll like take Conrank as well, man. Yes, Conrank. Dickens. You yeah. absolutely. Yeah, you went to Connie too, didn't you? He yeah. Did stuff yeah, he took me out to China. Yeah. But yeah. um just, yeah, throw that in there. I went to China to yeah, the music. Yeah. Again, just I just forget day. and I'm like, raw. Yeah. You know? yeah, but you're humble with it because, uh, you know, you're, I can tell, you just know you as a person, you're, 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 you're all about the experience. Mm. And I think yeah. that's why these people, they want to book, yeah, they want to do collaborations because it's, you yeah, know what I mean? It's got to be that way, innit? Yeah, really? it's got to be that way. It's got to be that way, man. You know what I mean? But yeah, so the Goldie thing, back on that. Mm. Um, yeah, he rang me at like half 10, just sat on the sofa with my missus, like, Phones rang. Goldie. Mm. Better take that. <laughs> Goldie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> yeah, you. It's, it's Goldie, innit? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, bruv. He's like, yeah, I'm, I think he was in Prague. Yeah, I'm just in Thank Prague in a hotel great. room. He's like, how are you? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, just come on. No, no, I think he was just, he must have just been in a hotel room. As we all know, hotel rooms mm. can be very lonely places and a bit shit sometimes. So you're just like, oh, I'm going to follow me, mates. And yeah, yeah. he decided to ring me up and he started playing me snippets of his new album down the phone. Oh, God. Yeah, I was looking at him about 45 minutes and I was just yeah. looking at my missus like, uh, 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 uh. fucking Goldie, like just having a chat with me, like, you know, gassed. And then. I, I hadn't really explained or, you know, I just made it clear to him that I wanted to MC to more drum and bass mm. and I've, that's something I've always really wanted to do a lot more of his drum and bass stuff mm. and I have got to do some fucking really cool stuff but I just I, I was like do you know what I'm going to ring him up and I'm going to ring him up and say I want to MC for you oh good for you that's <laughs> right and my missus was like do it and I was like I'm going to yeah. I'm going to call him up tomorrow and I'm just going to say I want to do some shows yeah, do, with you yeah, what's yeah. the deal how do, you know, how do we do this and I rang him and he was in Thailand. Hello, mate. All right. Yeah. Uh, first of all, man, like, you know, fucking massive fan. Ah, oh, fuck off with all that. <laughs> he said yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. like, yeah, I said, no, you know, mate, like, you're a legend, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. What, you know, what's happening? I said, well, I just, I'd love to do some more shows with you, in all honesty. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed the little bits we've done and, uh, yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, all right, cool. What's your email? Yeah, um, yeah. All right, I'm emailing my agent now. All right, speech, speech. No, 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 stay on the line. I'm doing it now. All right. Yeah. So he's emailed, he emailed his agent, you know, just a very small email. Hello, introducing the man. I want him on my sets. Bingo. Cool. Yeah. yeah, like what? Safe. The email comes. He's like, yeah, just no. Drop a reply, blah blah blah. blah. Then two, Fuck, he was waiting two days later. Yeah, two days later, got an email from the agent Hannah. Uh, and then she was like, You free for a chat in the next couple of days? And she called me up, What kind of feed you want? Yeah, got these free shows coming up. Can you do them? All right, cool. So, went to like book a rest of him. See, and that's the lesson, isn't it? Do it, just do it. do it, just, just do it. Do you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So what have you got to lose, man? Like, the worst thing he was going to say was, nah. Yeah. You know what? He's not going to be like... Got to be in it to win it. Yeah. So I did that and uh, ended up ended up doing a real cool run of shows with him last year. Probably do some more of him this year at some point, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, that was Goldie. Hold tight him. So much. Yeah. In a short period of time, mate. Bundles, mate. Huh? More coming. More coming. More incoming. Plays more stuff. Yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Killer California <laughs> Podcast with the one and only Dittler Man. An absolute pleasure, my brother. Yes, my bro. So yes, good to bro. see this gentleman. <laughs> Respect, brother, as always, man. Thanks <laughs> for having me, mate. Stay lucky out there, all right? Be nice. <laughs>